Hello, and welcome to Wagon Wheel Coffee Table. It's a film podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to Wagon Wheel Coffee Table. I am your host, Ellis. Uh, welcome. Um, by the time I'm recording this, some episodes are finally out. I think there's like four episodes. Um, so that means it's been like just under a month since I last recorded an episode. Because four episodes have gone up since I last recorded. And I last recorded like the day after the first one came up, came out. Anyway... Um, so yeah, it's finally, it's cool to have something on Spotify that's mine, like to go onto my recently uploaded, like, or like, um, when you go on Spotify on the, on like your library, I think that's what it is. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm now, I should have had this prepared. Yeah, if you go to your library and go on new episodes, like all the shows that you listen to all the new episodes come up and it's weird to have my podcast come up next to all these other podcasts that i listen to um but yeah it's been it's just it's just really cool to see i it's funny i was listening the one that went up today is the one where i review my old short film that i made for a level um and in the intro to that i'm talking about if i I can't really decide um if i'm excited for the new avatar film and i think in the episode before that or episode two i talk about how much i enjoyed avatar 2 (laughs) so obviously i think because the christmas episode i had to get out really quickly um so that one i like recorded and edited and uploaded on this in the same week whereas the one that that came out today the short film one came out i mean i recorded that maybe two months ago so it's just i just because i've edited it and i've uploaded it and then i've changed the order of when everything's coming out so i really should have double checked that there's no contradictions but it's happened now it's fine um but yeah christmas has happened new year's happened since i last recorded an episode um i was working new year's eve so i didn't do much for new year's eve but i was thinking about New Year's resolutions, I have a, a couple of things that I kind of want to do better at, or that I'm kind of thinking about more, like, for example, this podcast, like, I started this, the first episode of this came out in December uh, of 2022, so, like, 2023, I want to not give up on this, and start also promoting it, because I haven't really told many, I haven't, like, posted about this podcast yet, um, and I want to start doing that over the next after the next few episodes, I think, um, just so, I don't know, just to get more people interested, and I, also, I think I want to talk to my, like, like, organise and definitely plan when to get people on, because I've, like, asked people if they want to come on, and obviously Jim's been on, but I want to get more people involved, because that's, that makes it fun, I think, it adds a bit of variety, um, but yeah, so yeah, Christmas Christmas happened. I hope everyone had a good Christmas if you celebrated it. If not, I hope you had a great Sunday. I hope you had a great 25th of December. Um, Christmas was good. It's the first time where I haven't 
been at my family home on Christmas morning. I was at my girlfriend's uh, parents' house on Christmas morning this year because I was working Christmas Eve. And they obviously, like, my parents live in a different city to, to I do and my girlfriend's parents do. Um, so it was easier. So it was better to spend, like, Christmas Eve with them and then Christmas morning with them. Um, but yeah, I drove up up to spend time with my family, the big family gathering as usual. Um, but it was fun. And then I... Uh, <laughs> I didn't really think about this at the time, but obviously, like, Christmas is, there isn't much drama in my family. Like, family gatherings, it's not, like, drama-filled, like I've heard some people talk about and seen some films about. But it's definitely quite intense. Like, I don't live in the city that most of my family lives in, so I don't see my family that often. And then it's everyone all at once uh, at... um, Everywhere at once at Christmas and at family gatherings and stuff. So it's definitely intense. Um, and it kind of gets some getting used to. Um, but yeah, and then on Boxing Day, I came back to my flat on Boxing Day. Or me and my girlfriend's flat on Boxing Day. Um, and I watched Shiva Baby. And <laughs> I've only, I kind of only just realised since then, like, maybe I was, maybe there was some cosmic things that made me watch a film about stressful family gatherings <laughs> the day after I'd just been to one. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was my first time watching Shiva Baby. I've I've actually, since Christmas, I've actually watched a lot of films. Like, since the new year, actually, I've seen a lot of film, a few films that I'd always, I've been wanting to see for quite a, for a long time. So I watched Glass Onion on New Year's Day, and then I've watched Everything Everywhere All at Once uh, a few days ago, and then I watched The Menu yesterday. Um, I really liked The Menu. I, I was speaking to my girlfriend about it, and she kind of liked it but didn't love it. Um, and I loved it. I, I just kind of felt that I got it, and I tried to say that without sounding like uh, a film nerd trying to like flex on somebody but I, f- I felt I felt like I didn't have to I was quickly engaged in it I was I didn't have to really buy into anything I was always on board with everything that was happening not in terms of like I wanted the things on screen to happen more just of like I understood I understood it I don't know I just, I just felt connected to it in some way I don't know why but Ray Fiennes is incredible I, I wrote, I wrote in my uh, letterbox review um, the things that Ray Fiennes does with his face and words make me think he's only doing it for me and that he's given me clues to his feelings, character and motivations. He's one of the best at doing things with his face and words. Nicholas Holt is also great at doing things with his face and words. That was kind of a, the only way I could describe it, but when I was watching it, I felt like the things that Ray Fiennes was doing was like just just for me just to let me know what he was thinking or let me know what he was feeling and that was really strange because I haven't really felt that but anyway so yeah I watched all these films for the first time uh menu everything everywhere all at once which I actually didn't love everything everywhere all at once I was kind of not I wasn't disappointed in it definitely not because I still enjoyed it but I didn't love it as much as I hoped I would but yeah I watched Shifa Baby for the first time on Boxing Day Speaking of things I've <laughs> speaking of things that I watched for the first time, this episode of the Wagon Wheel Coffee Table podcast 
is I am going through every film I watched for the first time in 2022. So, obviously I was... I didn't... Last year was actually probably one of the worst years for me watching films. I didn't watch that many. Um, or that many films I hadn't seen before. There's still quite a few here. There are... How many are there here? 52... 55 films, I think. 55 films, I think, that is there. Here, here I've got. Um, and I go through them on, like, the order that I watch them. So January through to December. Um, but I'm just going to do a... Um, what are we going to do? I'm going to do a tier list. Um, we've got A, B, C, D, E, F. And then the top... And then above A, we've got S. Um, and then maybe I'll pick my favourite film I watched this year. Um... But yeah, it's not every film I've watched this year. It's every film I watched for the first time. And obviously a lot of new films that came out this year, like The Menu, like Everything, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, I watched in 2023. So I'm not going to include them. Um, I like, and Glass Onion as well. And I haven't seen things like After Sun. Um, and I'm sure there are others like Tar I haven't seen. The Fablemans I haven't seen. But those come out this month in the UK. Or I haven't had a chance to see them. I'm not sure if they're out. But last I heard, I don't think, I think at least around where I am, they don't come out until the end of this month. I think like Tar and the Fablemans. And, but After Sun is out and I do need to watch it. But it's on movie, so I might watch it on movie. Because it's like in very select cinemas at the minute. Anyway, okay, so films I watched for the first time. Let me just check if I'm still recording before I close the audacity window and go to chrome all good i ha- i couldn't be bothered to make a tier list like on the tier list website so i've just gone done it in google docs and i'll just copy and paste the names and put them where i want so let me just get a letterbox up so the first film i watched for the first time in 2022 i uh, was on the 5th of january and it was marie antoinette now I watched Marie, I thought Marie Antoinette was the same woman who was in the episode of, episode of Doctor Who called The Girl in the Fireplace, but that's obviously Madame de Pompadour. Um, So throughout this, I was, and I told my girlfriend this as well, I was like, oh yeah, the Doctor Who met her, I know who she is, she dies at this age, or like afterwards, or that's why I was thinking, like, oh, she dies really young, this one. I didn't realise it was a different person. I got it confused. I thought the woman in Doctor Who was Marie Antoinette. Anyway, obviously with a lot of these films, I watched them a year ago. Like, oh, this one I watched exactly a year ago, actually. So I can't remember much about it. But what I do remember... So I rated it four stars on that box. So I must have enjoyed it. But what I do remember is I quite enjoyed the... Um, I quite enjoyed the... Like, they had, like, rock music or indie music i can't remember exactly what it was but i remember the music being quite contemporary anyway and that was quite an interesting choice i thought and obviously the director is um sophia coppola who did like uh the virgin suicides which i'm not a huge fan of i didn't love it and this but this i kind of preferred to that it was quite a chaotic film i really liked um what's her name god Kirsten Dunst, how could I forget Kirsten Dunst's name? MJ herself. 
quite like to performance. Right, I need to move. How long have I been recording for? 12 minutes. I need to move a bit faster. And I also need to take a sip of water because I'm talking a lot. Ah, I haven't recorded one of these in a while. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of breath really quickly. <laughs> anyway, next the thing I watched on the 2nd of February. See, I took nearly a month to watch a new film that I haven't seen. Uh, it was The Green Knight. This obviously came out in 2021. Um... It was on... I can't remember what so service it was on. Subscription service. Um, but I, I did like this film. Again, rated it, it, it four stars. Um, there's the weird thing with the cum belt. <laughs> um, which I was... I, wait, I liked to review... Oh, no, no. The review I liked was different. But anyway, yeah. Like, there's the, there's the, the spermy belt in it. Um, but I... I I wasn't like a huge fan of some of the story. Like I found it quite confusing. I remember, but I did. The imagery was really cool. Like the scene where there's all those giants walking. Um, that I remember seeing that in the trailer and thinking that was that shot was kind of the reason why I watched this film. Obviously, I'd heard good things about it, but that shot was like a huge reason for why I watched this film. Um. So yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even add Marie Antoinette. I d I'm just going through my letterbox diary saying like, oh I like this. I didn't even add things to a tier list. Right. Marie Antoinette. I'm gonna put that in and I can change these around. I'm gonna put that in C. And the Green Knight, I'm going to put that in. It's between B and C. Like, I rated them the same on Letterbox, but... Probably... B. But that might go to a C. I'm going to return to everything at the end and move things around if I feel I need to. Also, with this, there are some, um, like, documentaries and um, like TV films and um, short films I haven't included in this. So for example, I watched, um, like there's a docu documentary about Lionel Messi that's on the BBC. This isn't, that isn't included in this. Anyway, next thing is, I have included some documentaries. It just kind of depended if I, I don't know, some of them I didn't include. Next one I watched on the 16th of February is The Power of the Dog. Now, this was excellent. And I, I remember saying at the time that I thought that this would be a really good film to watch for a second time. Like, for those of you, obviously, spoilers for everything. But for those of you who have seen it, obviously, the ending, there's kind of a, a twist on... There's a twist that makes you reevaluate the entirety of what you've just seen. Um, it makes you, like, judge certain characters differently. Um, and maybe like certain characters more, whatever. Knowing that and watching it again, I think, could be really cool. Um, but, yeah, I really like this. Um, I think, the like, Benedict Cumberbatch's performance is definitely amazing. Like, another Kirsten Dunst film, actually. Yeah, the second one. Um, anyway, yeah, so I'm going to... Put the power of the dog in an A. Um, obviously, yeah, I can change these around as I go if I feel 
different about them. Um, again, we've got A to F and then S above A. Um, next up, we've got the Tindler Swindler. I don't know if everyone remembers this. This is kind of like the Netflix thing that everyone was hyped about at the time. Like every few months, a new Netflix thing comes out and everyone's hyped about it. Like recently, it's been The Glass Onion. Uh, it was like Jeffrey Dahmer and all that sort of stuff um, over the year. But this one, this was like the first one of the year, maybe? But yeah, The Tindler Swindler. Um, it was kind of fine. I don't really remember much about it. I was debating whether not to include this one. Because um, I didn't really give it a rating on Letterboxd. I just kind of didn't know how to give it one. But I think it was a decent documentary, pretty interesting documentary. But I don't think it's particularly like rewatchable, or I wouldn't really recommend it to anyone. So I'm going to put it in D. Yeah, I think that's fine. Right, next one. Uncharted, February 18th. Now... I watched this with my mum and my girlfriend, and they really didn't like it. Uh, I've never played the games, um, but I'm kind of like a big fan of the games through osmosis. Like, I watched playthroughs of the games on YouTube. I think three and four I watched playthroughs of. So I had, like, a, a familiarity with, like, the lore and all that sort of stuff. And it just felt like a remake of the fourth game. And it's like the most nothing. I rate it two and a half stars. That seems a little kind, to be honest. But it's the most nothing film. It's the most like, how to describe it? I can't remember what, what the word is that people use. But nowadays, there's a lot of studio films that feel not feel like nothing. They're just like meh. They're not doing anything offensive. They're not doing anything interesting either. And I just felt like this. It's the most nothing film ever. So Uncharted. I might go E, actually. So far, I haven't put anything in the same category. I'm going to go E. We might Again, might move things around. Let's see. Next, we have The Batman, which I watched on the 8th of March, just after my birthday. I watched this with a friend of mine. I, we really liked it. Um... Like, the shot, I remember the shot of um, when the car's on fire and the Batman's walking towards the penguin and the camera, like, twists. Like, me and my friend, like, looking at each other and going, oh, holy shit. Um, yeah, it's just, it was a sick shot. Um, but I really like this film. It's kind of goofy, which is weird. It's quite a serious film, but also this thing is, like, URL. I remember that scene being quite goofy. Um I give it four and a half stars on that box. I think that's probably accurate because the only thing I didn't like was Catwoman and his relationship. It felt kind of not crowbarred in because it had relation, it had like relevance to the rest of the story, but it felt like the only reason why they were together was because it was Batman and Catwoman. Like within the story, it made no sense that they were like interested in each other, but. So that's the only thing I did. I didn't really like that relationship in the film. But it's still a great film. I'm going to put that in A, I think. Next, a few days later, I watched Turning Red, new Pixar film. I didn't really like this. I can see how people might find it quite annoying because the characters are like, like hyperactive teenage girls. 
which there's nothing wrong with that, but I can see how someone who doesn't really like that doesn't maybe someone who's from an older generation I could see not really enjoying this film. But I think it's a really interesting take on like female puberty which is a weird sentence to say that someone can have an interesting take on that thing, but like because I think we've had a lot of metaphors for male puberty before, where it's like supernatural and like Spider-Man, you can talk that like maybe that is what that is, and or like we've had a lot of metaphors for male growing bit growing up, like whether they get superpowers or become werewolves, you know, in like Vampire Diaries, like when you hit a certain age, you become a werewolf, you get werewolf powers. Like there's a lot of ones that are like that but i haven't seen many that are about girls so that was quite refreshing and it's like a it's a fun watch it's a really fun watch um so i'm gonna put turning red in b because i think it's very enjoyable um next one i watched was onward another pixar film i hadn't seen this one before um I, because I watched the Inside Pixar documentaries on Disney Plus, like the little mini series they do that are like fifteen minute episodes talking about how they make Pixar films. So I saw this. They did one that was related to. I think it was kind of centered around Onward and the director of Onward, and um, talking about like the end. He spoke about the ending, so I knew the ending. But going into this, but it's still an enjoyable film. I think it's similar to Turning Red. No, actually. I think this one... Think about it now, because I rated them both the same on that box at the time. But think about it now. Onward seems... Actually, no. I I was going to say that Onward seems less personal and like... like um, Like I'm going to think about it in the future you know obviously i'm in the future so i can say i've probably thought about turning red more than i have onward um but also the relationship regarding like the brothers losing their dad and all that sort of stuff it is in- it is interesting and it's not any less interesting than turning red so hmm I do think it's a good film. And I feel like more people should like this film. However, I'm going to put it in C. But that might be a mistake. Next. What did I watch next? Next, a couple of weeks later, on the 28th of March, I watched Planes, Trains and Automobiles. I love John Candy. He's one of my favourite actors. He's in, like, Uncle Book is a great film. Um... Which I haven't watched in a while, so I hope it's not problematic anymore. Uh, cool Runnings is one of my favourite films. Also, I haven't watched it in a while. hope it's not problematic. Uh, he's obviously... What else is he in? What? He's in another film. I watched it recently. Oh my god, what else is he in? I watched it recently. For the first time, I didn't know he was in it. Obviously, Steve Martin, who everyone knows. Home Alone! Oh, my God, I couldn't remember Home Alone. Because he doesn't have a big role in Home Alone. Um, but I think Home Alone was his last role before he died. Anyway, I haven't seen many... Obviously, I haven't seen many John Candy films. 
but he gives great performances in everything that I have seen of him. So I need to watch more of his films. Anyway, knowing that like Steve Martin and John Candy are in this film, I had I'd heard really good things about it as well. I was pretty excited for it. And I didn't find it that funny in the end. I didn't really care about it's a great title. It's one of the best titles ever. But I didn't really care about the story. So I didn't really love it. And it was kind of because I had high expectations that made me like it less, obviously, because I didn't live up. Whereas something like, where's an example? Um, I can't, there's no examples that I've talked about so far. Um, but obviously some films, for example, The Menu that I was talking about in the intro to this episode. Um, the Menu, I didn't have a- any expectations for it. I'd heard good things. I'd heard like average things as well. So I hadn't, I didn't have any expectations um, so when I watched it and liked it, that made me like it even more because it exceeded my expectations. Whereas like this and uh, everything everywhere all at once, I had so high expectations that, that it kind of fell short of that, which leaves like a more of a sour taste, even though they're still decent films. Anyway, Planes, Trades and Automobiles. I'm going to put that in D. No shit, I did that wrong. I put that in the wrong one. There we go. Plane shows and automobiles. Oh, that's bigger than the... That's bigger than the size of my cell on Google Sheets. How do I... How do I... God, I wish this was live so I could ask people how to do it. How do I... um, get let me just make the cell bigger fuck it okay anyway next we have the fundamentals of caring now i'm planning to do a episode on something called happy sad films which is kind of an uh a name a genre that i've kind of coined where it's like it's basically if a film if I describe a film as happy, sad, I have like a, an affection towards it because it's a lot of my favourite films or a lot of films that I like are that. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail because I want to do a whole episode on it and what I mean and examples and things like that. Um, but this is an example of it. The Fundamentals of Caring. It's like a comedy that has like an air of sadness about it and an air of reality about it. Um, so this one, because... So there's a lot of films that are part of that genre that I like more because they are they have that um, air about them, the air of happy sad, <laughs> if that makes any sense. And so they might not be as good films, but because they have that, then I like them a bit more. And I think this is one of it. Like this is a fine film. I have Paul Rudd's really good in it. The boy's really good in it. He's obviously at a submarine. Selena Gomez. It's a love interest. It doesn't really do anything. Um, she's like the cool girl or whatever. But and my my friend Jim, who is obviously on the podcast, his um, review of this film was the emotional climax of this film is clapped. And I saw that and thought, okay. And then I watched it, and it is the weirdest shit ever. The emotional like climax of this film is him. Standing up to piss into a canyon. 
or whatever it is, a canyon, I think. That is so weird. And, like, it kind of makes sense because it's what he's wanted to see his entire journey. And he's, like, jealous that other people get to stand up to piss. But it's so weird. And the performance of the kid is kind of weird as well. He's, like, going crazy. He's going, like, whoa, 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 whoa. But anyway, yeah, it's just... When, it, when a film ends in a way that kind of leaves a bad taste, it... Yeah, it doesn't really... It's not great. So I'm going to put Fundamentals of Caring. See, I was going to say, let's go D. I was going to go E, but then I'm like, Uncharted is an E, and this was better than Uncharted. Um, right, next is Moneyball. Money, money, money. Here comes the money. Um... <laughs> That was weird. <laughs> right, Moneyball. I fucking love Moneyball. Like, I know nothing about baseball. I, I spoke about it a bit in the, the episode about goal. I love baseball. No, what the hell am I talking about? <laughs> Sorry, I got a bit distracted because I thought I heard the door go. I know nothing about ba- uh, baseball. Um, But this film almost made me cry. Obviously, I have... Like I spoke about in the goal episode, sports films are more likely to make me cry or get me like more likely to make me feel emotional. But this this film, the score in this film is amazing. Everyone's performance is amazing. Jonah Hill is incredible. Brad Pitt, this is my favorite Brad Pitt performance, hands down. Hands down. I think he's incredible. I think no one else could play this part. I think he's amazing in it. I just love this film. Absolutely love it. And it's like the, the what's it called? The like the the older people in the room who are like against his new way of thinking about baseball. Um, they are actual people who were against this new style of baseball. Like that's cr- that's so good. <laughs> that is so good. Um, but yeah, I love this film. It's incredible. I'm tempted to put it in S tier. I'm just looking through the rest of the films. If this, because S tier feels a little bit special. Oh, S for special. So I'm kind of hesitant to put things in S, but I'm gonna put it in S because I it's a great film, really good. I loved it. Is it better than The Power of the Dog and the Batman? Maybe. It's probably closer to the power of like the power of the dogs up there, but I think. I talk more fondly about the money ball than I do the power of the dog or the bat. So yeah, I loved it. I thought it was amazing, and I know nothing about baseball, so that's I think that's a testament. Um, and I like that you don't see much actual gameplay baseball. Obviously, that's because Brad Pitt's character doesn't like to go to matches, and I think they did a really good job of like not showing real baseball, so it doesn't take you out of it by showing shitty effects like goal. Um. And also it integrates like real world footage as well really well. Right, next one. I watched A Day Later. Uh, is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I saw this at the cinema. I think this is really... It's a fun film. Like the first half or whatever it is, is really fun. But then it kind of just turns into a bit generic. And a bit... Like it's really interesting and it's really like self-critical and self-referential from um, Nicolas Cage. And then 
towards the end it's still fun but it's, it just turns a bit generic that's that's like I say so I think it's just very average but it's still quite good and I think it's a bit different uh, yeah, like the first half is kind of original and then it turns into a bit of an unoriginal like spy thriller guy becomes a good dad kind of thing so I'm gonna put it in C for now um but yeah it's not great but it's kind of a fun watch and I think a lot of people would like it next I watched this on the 28th of April is the Northman I, I this was a really good cinema experience just a dark room watching meaty men hit the sh- kick the shit out of each other <laughs> that sounds weird but like it's really grim film that's just disgusting <laughs> it's just it's people kicking each other people hitting each other people just it's really weird as well like the like the scenes with the main character and um his dad where he's becoming a man or whatever it's just really weird there's some really weird stuff in this uh i watched a thing on how it was made and that's incredible and it's a it's a shame it flopped it's a shame it lost a lot of money um i've seen obviously this and the director robert eggers did um what's it called vivich and uh the lighthouse uh and this is I think a bit more palatable and a bit more wider appealing than those. I haven't seen the Vich, the Vavich, <laughs> um, but I've seen the Lighthouse, and I watched the Lighthouse with some family members. Two of them walked out, and one of them didn't, and the other one didn't like it. So, but this one, I feel like some people might have the same experience, but I feel like this is a bit more, bit more palatable. Um, I don't, I couldn't say which one I preferred out of this and the Lighthouse. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's really good. I I did enjoy it. Um, I don't know if I'd watch it again, to be honest. Um, but I did enjoy it. It was an enjoyable experience. I think. Well, it's disgusting, but it's a enjoyable experience. So I'm gonna put it in B. I think. Uh, next film I watched for the first time is Doctor Strange. Now this is because obviously the film the film after this is gonna be Doctor Strange too. Um. So obviously, Doctor Strange Two was coming out. I had quite a bit of hype about it. I, I think it looked quite cool because I was interested to see what they do with the multiverse stuff. So I wanted to watch the first Doctor Strange, which is one of the few Marvel films I haven't seen, just to get a better idea of this guy's story. And I think it's fine. <laughs> like it's such a fine. It's a Marvel origin story, so it's not going to be bad, but it's not going to be amazing. It's kind of like Ant-Man, you know? So, for that reason, there's not much more to say. Like, the effects are cool, yeah, sure. Great. All the effects are cool in Marvel films. So, I'm going to put it in C. Mm, yeah, C. And the same is going to go for Doctor Strange 2. Because... It's fa- like, okay, so I, I was pretty excited for this film, not because, well, yeah, I was pretty excited for this film, because it looked really interesting, obviously, um, 
Oh, the director. Really f did Spider-Man films. Oh my god. Uh, Sam Raimi. Jesus. Yeah, Sam Raimi. Uh, directed it, which is, I think that really came through. That was one of my favorite things was like the Sam Raiminess of it and the kind of the direction felt very original in terms of his his direction, not the direction of the film, like his direction. And I liked, I kind of enjoyed his like disre clear disregard or like poking fun at the Marvel thing, like killing spoilers killing professor xavier killing all that new avengers in the alternate universe just killing them straight away and like the post credit scene being uh <laughs> goodbye like n like the post credit scene being nothing obviously apart from the weird one with the third eye in his forehead that looks weird um but like my letterbox review was they really said illuminati with a straight face now at that time I didn't know the Illuminati was in the Marvel comics, so I thought it was like, oh, they called it the Illuminati, that's so weird. Uh, and also, a belief that I wrote, was also expecting more multiverse and more madness. Yeah, I still kind of believed that. Uh, I was expecting more. And I think they actually showed a bit of restraint, which is kind of respectful. Respect. I gained a bit of respect for them showing res restraint, because I think they could have gone a bit crazy. Um... But yeah, a lot. See, a lot of these Marvel films this year, and a lot of Marvel TV shows, a lot of huge things are happening in these films and shows, but they're not really like referencing each other. Like the Eternals, there's a huge. I don't know if that came out this year. Actually, did Eternals come out this year? No, it didn't. No, that was that was the year before. Was it? I can't remember. I think it was 2021. Anyway, um. Like, there's a huge fucking celestial thing growing, like, stuck in stone in the ocean, and no one's referencing it. Anyway, so Doctor Strange 2. <laughs> That's probably going to go in the same category as Doctor Strange. I think it's probably more enjoyable than Doctor Strange, actually. So, yeah, I'm going to put... Okay, I'm going to put... Doctor Strange 2 in C and Doctor Strange in D. Next I watched Icarus, the documentary, which I didn't realise was so much about Russian conspiracy theories to do with and Russian antics in the Olympics. Like the synopsis doesn't really just talks about um or the only thing I'd seen was him talking about doping. But then it turns really political, and I found the twist really, not the twist, but like the twist to me, because I didn't know it was about that, really interesting and really surprising. Um, it's a really good documentary. It's one of the most most interesting documentaries I've watched. Uh, so I recommend it to people. I think it's still on Netflix, so I'm not sure. So I'm going to put that in B. Um, it's difficult to rate documentaries. Like, I didn't do a star rating for that, because I think they're quite subjective, and the... Um, the, the creator's voice comes through it through it a lot more like he's quite um sympathetic towards the russian doctor and stuff like that whereas he was clearly a bad bloke so it's, it's interesting next 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 <laughs> god the next one uh is a film i watched on the horror channel uh on the 6th of june 
uh, I remember I was at my parents' house and I was just like flicking through the channels, bored, not really knowing what to watch. Uh, and this came on. Uh, and it's, it's Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark. <laughs> if you aren't aware of Mega Shark, think of Mecha Shark. It came out in 2014. Uh, it's got Christopher Judge in it, who plays Kratos in the God of War games. It's got a one and a half star rating, average rating, on Letterbox, and it's mental. It's awful, obviously. The graphic, the CGI is awful. The story is awful. The dialogue is awful. The acting's awful. But it's amazing. Like it's so crazy. And there's like there's different um, there's different ones in the series as well. Uh, there's Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. There's Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. There's Mega Shark versus Colossus. Colossus, which looks like like a Terminator kind of thing. But this one's the Mecha Shark. It's sick. It's so cool. It's 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 hard to put in this tier list. So I'm gonna obviously. I'm not gonna put it in F actually. I'm gonna put it in E. But as as this is probably one of the this is probably the most entertained I'd been watching a film this entire list. I have been recording for forty five minutes, <laughs> and I. I've got so many more films to go. Right, let's let's go. Let's speed through these now. Life Aqu- oh, so the next couple I spoke about on a previous podcast, Life Aquatic with uh, Steve Zizou. If you want to hear my thoughts, go to my Wes Anderson tier list. Uh, this one is a A, and the Darjeeling Limited. If you want to hear my thoughts, go back to that podcast. That's going to be a B. Thor: Love and Thunder. Truly awful. No one gave a shit about it when they were making it. You, I'm not like a Marvel fanboy, but it felt like everyone who made that, or like, well, the director and every all the cast didn't give a shit. So, F. Don't make bad films with that much money. Don't do it. It's, it was shit. And just like, the direct, like, I love Taika Waititi, he makes really good films, but him and, what's her name? Um... I don't know, the actress in it, making fun of, like, the visual effects in that interview, piss off. It's not even, like, I probably, I rated it the same as Uncharted, but just piss off with Thor Love and Thunder. Like, that actually pissed me off, that film. Uncharted, I felt nothing. Thor Love and Thunder pissed me off, because I like the Thor films, or the new, the most latest, the most recent Thor film. Next, Dead Poets Society. Amazing film. Like, Robin Williams means so much to me. He's so good in this. Um, the end is heartbreaking. Is it S or A? I'm going with I'm going with S. Incredible film. Really, really, really good film. Really good. Like all the actors are amazing. Obviously, it's. Um, Ethan Hawke, one of his first films. He's really good in it. Well, yeah, it's Robert Williams. It's the Robert Williams show, and he's incredible in it. Um, and it's... I was scared it would be a bit pretentious, because it's a lot about, um, like, literature and things I don't know about. Um, but, yeah, it's, it was amazing. I really enjoyed that film. Um, next, two more films that you already know my opinions on, if you've listened to the Wes Addison tier list. 
this is during when I had COVID actually this period so like all these Wed Anderson films and Dead Poet Society um so we're in June now right yeah we're in June of the last year so Royal Tenenbaums if you want to know my opinion go to that episode it's going in because now I've listened back to the episode and I kind of disagree with some of my rankings so I'm going to go with C for the Royal Tenenbaums because I don't really think about it that much Friends Dispatch B again I can't remember why I rated it but that's how I feel now The Sea Beast this was on Netflix a kids film that came out on Netflix animated film and all I'm going to say about this is my letterbox review, which follows. I rate it two and a half stars. I think it's a testament to How to Train Your Dragon that even the bang average rip-offs are still pretty enjoyable. And that's how I feel. I love How to Train Your Dragon. If you know me, you know it's one of my favourite films. Probably in my top, in my top five. De- well, definitely in my top five. Maybe in my top two. Top three. I don't know. But this was still pretty enjoyable, even though it was clearly just a rip-off. But that kind of angered me with it. It was just a rip-off. So this is going to go in E, because it's not very good. Thelma and Louise. This is a good, a really good, nice film. Obviously, it has a, a huge, uh, like, gay community. Um, and I, gay, it has it has a huge gay community. No, it has like a following of the gay community. Um, and I never seen it. But I think because of that, it's it's in my head, it's quite an important film because it has that community following to it. Um, so in my head, it's quite important. And I think it was really enjoyable. Uh, the performance is really good. I re- it's one of the best endings ever because like, obviously they can't get away with the things that they've done. But getting caught by the police seems a little obvious and a little disappointing. So I'm glad that they died. Uh, it's going to go in B. I've just seen I put Royal Tenenbaums in C on the same level as Doctor Strange 2. That's fine. Powering through. I can't compare what else is in the thing. I've just got to go what I feel. Next, Juno. A film I wanted to watch for ages. This is going to be such a long episode, by the way. I'm already nearly... I'm already 45, 45 50 minutes in. Um, Juno it's one I've watched for ages I also started watching recently um, Arrested Development so obviously um, Michael Sarah's in that um, oh also Jason Bateman's in, in this film I can't remember him in this film anyway this is a really nice film it's also fascinating to watch it with Elliot Page in it um and it's the same with films. What else have I seen him in? Um, what's that film by... Um, it's got the guy out of the office in it. And it's him being a superhero and, and he, um, with a sidekick. I can't what it's called. But it's really interesting to watch films with Elliot Page in it from years ago. Um, and it's... It adds. It just adds something. I don't know. It's really interesting. It just kind of adds. Like that person isn't comfortable in that body. Like that. I remember think I didn't. Obviously, I wasn't thinking that the whole way through. But it was really interesting to think about that after watching it. 
just like that actor was going through something or maybe I don't know if they I don't really know much about Elliot Page's like journey um but it was really interesting to think about that anyway it's a good it's a good film it's a nice fun film coming of age about teenage pregnancy it's a lot of important things but kind of does it in a comedic way comedic coming of age film way so I'm going to put Judo <laughs> Juno in B or C I'm going to go C for now but I think it might be B we'll come back next is okay so I've never se- I'd never seen Twilight before this year and now I've seen all of them so welcome first on the 21st of July I watched the first Twilight it's honestly not I was expecting worse I actually quite enjoyed it it's quite fun um it's really it's quite enjoyable it's really emo the I found the direction like same as Doctor Strange 2 which is a weird comparison I guess not I just found a direction really interesting. The color grade is really green compared to the rest of them, especially if you go back and compare. Um, so I'm going to put Twilight. It's still not great, obviously. I'm going to put Twilight in D. You're welcome. Because my girlfriends have, like read the books and was a big fan when they came out and all that sort of stuff. So I finally went got around to watching them with her and it was really fun. I'll talk about it more with it when I talk about the rest of them, but it was a really fun few weeks watching those films. But I broke up the Twilight Marathon <laughs> with Apocalypse Now, <laughs> which the documentary also is in this list. It's a few in a few, um, but it's such a crazy film. It's it actually stressed me out thinking about how they made it. Um, it's going to go in A. It's really heartbreaking, actually. It might even go in S. Let's, I'll think about it when I get to the end. Next, Twilight New Moon. I get confused onto what is what. Like, Eclipse and New Moon. <laughs> oh, my review. Obviously, if some of you are Twilight fans, you'll know what this means. But all the reviews and all I've heard is like, hashtag Team Jacob, hashtag Team the other one. Fucking Edward, who's a dick. I don't like Edward. But I, my review for New Moon was hashtag Team Mike. And Mike is the kid at school who has a crush on him and goes to the cinema with her. And I just liked him. But anyway, this movie's pretty pretty bad. Uh, it's going to go with E. Um, <laughs> Twilight Eclipse. Can remember nothing about it. Like Eclipse and New Moon. I can't remember anything. Um, so I'm also going to put that in E. What's next? Nope. Uh, I really like Nope. I have seen Get Out and I haven't seen Us. This is probably my favourite of his films. Obviously, I've only seen two of his films. But I preferred it to Get Out. Really cool cinematography. Really cool design of the alien. Uh, obviously, I'm going through these faster now, if you can't tell. I'm going to put this in B. There's a lot in B. It's kind of similar to my letterbox, like... B is turning into the four-star rating, and there's a lot of those. Uh, next is Last Night in Soho. I watched this probably not in an ideal scenario. It was um, at my girlfriend's parents' house, and they and we were having like 
food at the same time and like kind of talking at the same time i was kind of concentrating on the films but like other things were happening around me while i was watching it but also it's kind of disappointing film and i lost interest in it a few times it was very disappointing because i really like edgar wright his other films are some of my favorite like Shaun of the dead and hot fuzz are probably both in my top 10 or top 20 films um so last night in soho is going to go in d jesus on the same level as twilight fuck Breaking Dawn Part 1. Breaking Dawn Part 1. Is this the horrible one? Yep. This is my review of Breaking Dawn Part 1 from Letterboxd. And I will not see any more. No, no, no. No, no. No. No, no. No, 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 Jacob. That is a child. No. No, no. No, 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 no. No. That was my review. And if you have seen that film... You'll know exactly what I'm referring to, and you'll know exactly why this is going in F. It's a weird film. It's a shit film, anyway. But it's a weird film. Weird, weird film. Anyway, Breaking Dawn Part 2. And actually, a good Twilight film, everyone. I preferred it to the first Twilight. It's probably going to go in the same category as the first Twilight, so it's going to go in D. But it's actually a pretty good film. Actually a pretty good film. I, I quite enjoyed it. And because it's the ending, it has a lot more impact. And I really liked the twist of the battle being like a vision. And because that battle's sick, like everybody dies. Those people die. It's amazing. But then, obviously, it ends up being a vision. But I really quite like that. I think a lot of people don't like that, but I liked it. Next one is Do Revenge, the Netflix film with that girl from that that TV show and that other girl from that TV show. Um, <laughs> Stranger Things and... Um, is she in Is she in Riverdale? Riverdale? I don't know, I haven't seen it. Anyway, Do Revenge. It was kind of fun, but like the twists at the end I didn't really like. I didn't like how they did that twist. Um but it's still quite an enjoyable, fun film. And one I'm glad with what I watched with my girlfriend, because watching it with someone was more interesting. If I watched this on my own, I would have not liked it, I don't think. So that is gonna go in D. I've got a lot in D as well, actually. Next, I watched Spencer. I'm now up to the end of uh, August. I watched Spencer. Which, this, I watched this, I think, just after me and my girlfriend finished watching. I'd already seen it, but my girlfriend watched that, um, not the most late season of Crown, because that wasn't out at this point, but the season before that. Like, I was, she was watching it for the first time, and then we watched this film quite a bit after that, but that was kind of the fresh thing in our memory. Um, and obviously, it's after the whole Harry and Meghan thing as well this year, or last year, I can't remember when that was. Um, but this is a really interestingly directed film. I think it's a bit contentious, the realism of it, and if that matters, I don't think it matters to me if what happened was actually what was happening. I think I've heard other people say that the fact that we don't know if it was happening kind of ruins it a bit. And also the ending, like my review for this was the best advert for KFC I've ever seen, which I thought was really funny, but no one liked it. (laughs) I'm not bitter. Um, But yeah, like this being, like the ending is just them having KFC, which I guess, sure. But I think it's a good film. It's not a great film, but it's definitely a good film and an interesting one. Kirsten... No, Kristen Stewart's really good in it. Um, 
Oh, it was just, uh, we watched it because it was obviously, we just watched Crown and we just watched the Twilight Saga. Um, I'm going to put this in B. There's a lot in B. Um, next film is See How They Run. This is one I was actually quite excited for because the cast is amazing. Sam Rock was one of my favourite actors. Um, I think every performance I've seen him do is amazing, no matter how small. Obviously, Shira Serona is really good. And there's a lot of other good actors in it. Uh, I just didn't love it. I thought it was good, but I didn't love it. I didn't really, like, connect with it. I didn't really... Yeah, I didn't love it. I thought the twist... I thought the reveal of who the killer was was killer was, was kind of disappointing. So, yeah, I'm going to put that in C. I just burped. Put that in C. Just because I think that's a good place to put it. Anyway. Next one I watched is Don't Worry Darling. Now, you motherfuckers made me believe that this was going to be bad. And it was actually... Actually, I'm kind of glad that people made me think it was going to be bad. Because it, it exceeded my expectations. It's a good film. It's a fine film, everyone. Everyone calm down. Harry Styles isn't that bad in it. Obviously, there's the scene where he's shouting. And it's really weird. But this is... That was... The rest of it, I was like, yeah, he's fine in this. He's obviously not... He's not going to win any awards. He's not amazing. But he's fine. And it pissed me off because... So many people in the screening that I went to watch were like clearly just there to laugh at Harry Styles, and it pissed me off so much. There was like a group of girls in like the front row or the second front row. It was quite a small screen, and they were just laughing every time he spoke, and like recorded the bit where he shouts, and it just pissed me off. And that made me like it a bit more, just because I felt <laughs> for some reason I felt kind of protective. But it's a good film, decent twists. Um, I'm gonna put it in C. So you must see how they run. Next, I watched. Now we're into September. The day after Don't Worry Darling, I watched Hearts of Darkness, a filmmaker's apocalypse. So after I watched Apocalypse Now, I watched Heart of Darkness. Uh, I ordered Heart of Darkness on DVD, on Blu-ray. I've still got it. It's an incredible documentary. It's It's hard to rate, but it stressed me out so much. Like... Hot, uh, Apocalypse Now stressed me out thinking about how they made it this then showed me how they made it and it still stressed me out so I'm gonna where should I, it's difficult to put documentaries in this I think I'm gonna put it in A it's next to Apocalypse Now as well which is kind of nice Next one is Decision to Leave. Hmm. Obviously, this came out this year. So, a lot of people really like this film. I... I watched this with my girlfriend. And we kind of had a similar opinion. Hers was much stronger, I think. But she didn't really get it. Uh, and I had a similar feeling about it. Like, there's some scenes and some parts and some... Um, sections where I was really enjoying it I thought it was amazing but it just lost me it confused me sometimes I didn't really get it I wasn't really into it all the way through so for that reason god people are going to hate me for this I'm going to put decision to leave in 
I didn't rate it on Letterboxd either because I didn't know how to. Because I was like, clearly this is a good film, but I just didn't get it. I'm going to put it in C. Because I feel guilty put it any lower. Next, I watched Natural Born Killers. I watched this with my dad. Because um, we were trying to figure out something to watch. It was just us two. Uh, we couldn't really figure out. And I was trying to find something, and this came up. I was like, yeah, why not? Let's see. Really interesting, again, really interesting direction on it. It's kind of crazy, stressful directing that went into this. Who directed it, actually? Um, Oliver Stone. Oh, him. I recognise him. Um, I haven't seen any of his other films, um, but I recognise him. I've seen, like, round tables with him on. It's a good film. The story's pretty good. But the direction was kind of stressful at some points, but it's still really interesting. Uh, I'm going to put Natural Born Killers in C as well. I'm having to make my uh, table bigger now. Oh, shit. Because I've got my, my C category is getting too big because the last few have been C ratings. Next one is... My film of 2022, from what I've seen, that was released in 2022. The Banshees of Inna What an amazing film. What absolutely incredible. From what I can tell, a film about war, a film about the needless of, of war, a film about getting older, a film about purpose, a film about existential, an existential crisis. I thought it was incredible. It's in S. It's in the S tier. No doubts about it for me. Absolutely amazing. One of my favourite films in a long time. Incredible. The performance is amazing. Yeah. There's not... I, there's just so much that I want to say, but I just... It's incredible. Five stars. S tier. Amazing. Uh, next I watched... The f- next film I watched that I hadn't seen before was On a Majesty's Secrets... <laughs> on my tier list I put on Her Majesty's Severely Service um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service because it's an old Bond film it's hard to love it because it's pretty problematic but it's still I can see why a lot of directors like Chris Nolan really like this film and are quite inspired by this film uh, it's going to go in D, just because I can't put something with that kind of politics. Not politics, but like hitting women and stuff like that, any higher. But it's, other than that, <laughs> it's decent. Next, I watched Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping for the first time. I'd heard a lot about this. Um, and it's really fun. <laughs> it's really stupid, but it's a really fun film. A lot of good jokes, a lot of decent songs. Um, it's going to go in C there's a lot of films in C a lot of films in C Uh, next film Triangle of Sadness so with the menu and with like um, Glass Onion another film about we hate rich people which I'm all on board with more of those to be honest probably comes from the success of Parasite this one I didn't love it I like as much as um, the menu I thought it was fine um, really interesting performances 
it's quite a, it's more of like a fuck you to rich people which I kind of like uh, this is going to go in the B tier next Hot Rod so I watched obviously pop star Never Stop Never Stopping and I thought Hot Rod I'll watch that I wanted to do that I haven't wanted to do that I've wanted to do that in a while and that's also going to go in the C the C thing I think it's pretty good I can't remember much about it it's probably not as good as pop star but it's probably the same tier no I'm putting it in the in the thing below. Is that right? Is that right? Mm. Yeah, let's put it in D. I didn't I didn't love it. It was funny, but I didn't love it. Next one, Ford versus Ferrari. I was pretty excited about this film. I didn't get to watch it when it came out. I was pretty excited about it. And I found it, I think it was a little boring at some point, but because I know the story, um, I'm very aware of this story, I, I really was interested to see how they'd portray it. Um, it's a very like American dream, yay to America kind of film, which is, you know, it's not what I seek out but it's still a decent film um I'm gonna put it in I definitely don't think it deserved to be Oscar nominated I'll say that I'm gonna put that in B though still decent I've got to really pound through these we've only got a few left we've got eight left we're currently in November next so this is now when I started recording the podcast so Bottle Rocket was the next new film I watched um, that is going to go, if you want to know my opinion on Bottle Rocket, go to my Wes Anderson video, uh, my Wes Anderson podcast, sorry, that's going to go in C. Next I watched Wakanda Forever, God, this is actually, it seems like yesterday, Wakanda Forever, um, kind of messy, in, it was very respectful to Chadwick Boseman, which I liked, it seemed like a it seemed very impressive that they even managed to make this film. It must have been so stressful having to change a whole story um, and get everything in. But I just found it... I'm just a bit worn out with Marvel, to be honest, by this point. Um, I haven't seen everything Marvel this year, and I've just been pretty overwhelmed with it all. Um, so I didn't love it, and I didn't really like the post credit scene. I know a lot of people did. I didn't really like it. Um, sue me. I didn't like it, okay? Uh, but I thought it was a fine film. It's pretty average Marvel for me. Um, so Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. To be honest, it might go in D, actually. Yeah. I think maybe if this had come out when I was kind of in, like, around Endgame, although that makes no sense. But, like, when I was, like, hyped for Marvel, I would have liked it more. Next is Goal. Obviously, there's a, if, you want to, if you want to hear my opinions on Goal, go back and watch the episode. Uh, it's also going in D. If you want to hear my opinions, go to that episode. Cinema Paradiso. Also, if you want to hear my opinions on this film, go to that episode. This is going in S. Is it going in S? This is going in S. Yeah, it's going in S. 
Deck the Halls, watch this. When did I watch this? 13th of December, so trying to get in the Christmas spirit with my girlfriend. I think we'd just put up the tree. Heard it was a pretty good classic. It's not very good. It's going to get E tier. Yeah. Danny DeVito, I love you. Always sunny. Love it. But that's not very good. Next, The Muppets Christmas Carol. If you want to hear my opinion on The Muppets Christmas Carol, please go to that episode with Jim. Um, I didn't. I suppose I didn't really give my opinion on if I like liked it, or I didn't really give my critical opinion of it. And I didn't really rate it on Letterboxd, just because I was I found it difficult. Uh, I'm going to put it in B, because it's quite charming. Next film is The Hunt. It was interesting because um, last 2021, around Christmas, when I went home for Christmas, um, we watched, um, uh, what's it called? Oh my God, the film with the same director and same actors. Uh, Another Round. We watched that on Christmas Eve. And then this year I went home for a week, the week before Christmas, and we watched The Hunt, which is a coincidence because we didn't really realise uh, this is a really good film. Really heartbreaking, actually, what happens to him. Um, I think it's quite a dangerous film, making a film that says that, like, this child lied about being sexually assaulted. I think that's quite a dangerous film to make. I think it does it, does it well, but I think a worse writer or worse director would have made mistakes in this, in that subject matter. But it's still a good film. Uh, the Hunt will go in A, I think. I really liked it. Uh, next, Shiva Baby. I spoke about this at the beginning of the podcast. Again, really liked it. Heard a lot about it. Was really excited to watch it. And that's going to go in A as well. Um, I'm giving less and less opinions about these films because I've been recording for ages. Um... The fine now, oh my god, this is the final film I watched in 2022 for the first time. It's Horrible Bosses. <laughs> now, I'll be honest, back in the day, I just wanted to watch this because I'd seen the scenes with Jennifer Aniston. And I'm not going to lie to you, that's why I wanted to watch it back in the day. But this one I just heard, like, all the main actors are really good, like Charlie Day, Jason Bateman, and Jason... St- not Jason Statham. <sighs> What's his name? What's his name? Ted Lasso guy. My God. Jason Sudeikis. I think Jim made that same mistake, actually, in that episode that we did together. But yeah, the cast is really good. It's quite funny. There's The female characters in it have nothing to do, so that's kind of a shame. It's going to go in D. It's funny, but it's not. It doesn't really do anything for me. And that is everything. I'm just going to go through them now and swap them around, maybe. Okay, I'm going to put Apocalypse Now in S. I'm going to put... Any others? Um, Let me see. Royal Tenenbaums feels like a mistake. I'm going to bump that up to B, I think. I think that's just peer pressure, to be honest. Um, 
Yep, that all looks okay. I think I'm, I'm happy with the rest of it. So, the final... In F tier, we have Thor Love and Thunder and Breaking Dawn Part 1. In E, we have Uncharted, Mega Shark vs. Mecha Shark, although that should be an S, The Sea Beast, Twilight New Moon, Twilight Eclipse, and Deck the Halls. In D, we have The Tindler Swindler, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, The Fundamentals of Caring, Doctor Strange, Twilight, Last Night in Soho, Breaking Dawn Part 2, Do Revenge, On a Majesty Secret Service, Hot Rod, Wakanda Forever, Goal, and Horrible Bosses. In C, we have Marie Antoinette, Onward, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Doctor Strange 2, Juno, See How They Run, Don't Worry Darling, Decision to Leave, Natural Born Killers, Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping, Bottle Rocket. In B, we have The Green Knight, Turning Red, The Northman, Icarus, Dodging Limited, Dodgy Ling Limited, The French Dispatch, Thelma and Louise, Nope, Spencer, Triangle of Sadness, Ford vs. Ferrari, Muppets Christmas Carol, and The Royal Tenenbaums. In A, we have The Power of the Dog, Batman, Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou, Heart of Darkness, The Hunt, and Shiva Baby. In S, we have Moneyball, we have Dead Poe Society, we have The Banshees of Inner Sharon, we have Cinema Paradiso, and we have Apocalypse Now. Oof, that took a lot of effort, I've been recording for such a long time. My mouth is so dry <laughs> from reading all that out. Let me take a sweet, sweet sip of water. <sighs> There's some nice ASMR for you. I think I'm happy with that. If I did this another day, it probably might be a bit different. There's some I'm a bit unsure about. But I'm not going to go into that. Um, that was a tier list of every film I watched for the first time in 2022. I was going to watch every film that came out in 2022, or if, but I hadn't seen that many. Uh, so this was my version of that trend, I guess. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And this is the first time I'm doing the intro, the main bit and the outro all in one recording. Um, so I'm pretty tired. I've been recording for about an hour and 20 minutes. We'll see how long the episode is. Oh, I've been. I keep moving from recording on my sofa to sitting on the floor because my back hurts. But that was a lot of effort. That was a lot of talking as well. Sorry if I didn't give a full blown opinion on your favourite film, or I didn't give as much as an opinion on each of them as you wanted me to. I think I started off by giving a big opinion, and then kind of slowly <laughs> descended into just put it in a category because <laughs> I just got tired. Um, but yeah. I really enjoyed that, actually. I much more enjoyed it to the Wes Anderson tier list, because that one was kind of like, these are all good, you know? There's not. I should have done a ranking for that one, I think, instead of a tier list, but it's too late now. But this one definitely was enjoyable. Um, it was nice just revisiting some of the films I've watched over the year, over last year, sorry. Um, a film, a year that started with Marie Antoinette and ended <laughs> with Horrible Bosses. Um... Oh, I see what I, I will what I will do actually is I'll pick my favorite film of the my favorite film that I watched for the first time last year. Well, I've got my top 5, which is Moneyball, Dead Poets Society, Banshees of Inisherin, and Cinema Paradiso and Apocalypse Now. Oof, that's difficult actually. I don't think any of these films would go into my top 10 films of all time. I think fifth, I'd go Dead Post Society. Fourth, I'd go Apoc. 
Fourth, I'd go Banshees of Inner Sharing. Third, I'd go Apocalypse Now. Second, I'd go Cinema Paradiso. And first, I'd go Moneyball. Maybe. But I think, again, on a different day, that's probably a different order, to be honest. They're all quite on the same level of me enjoying them. I think Banshees, I need a bit of time. I need a, like... Because that's not... A, the rest of these are kind of classics, probably. Apart from maybe Moneyball is a classic, is a classic. But the rest of them are. I think the Banshees doesn't have that, like, mystique of a classic. So then maybe that's why I'm kind of unsure where to place it. Um, but, yeah. The worst film out of this is Breaking Dawn Part 1. Although it's more enjoyable than Thor Love and Thunder, actually. That's just really bad. <sighs> that was really... I enjoyed that. There's a lot of talking... I need to, I've been holding in a pee. I don't know why I didn't just go pee, because I can just edit my pee breakout. <laughs> but yeah, I hope you all enjoyed this episode of uh, the Wang and Wheel Coffee Table podcast. Um, this is maybe the sixth episode that's going to come out, fifth, sixth, something like that. Um, so I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're getting, you're liking this podcast so far. Hopefully I'll have a few listeners by the time this one comes out. Um, but it's been nice to put some effort into something. You know, and have like a hobby to be doing. I don't re I'm not really doing this to have it as a business or have it as a income. You know, I'm just it's just really enjoyable to do. I really enjoy doing this. Um and now I've got to go edit it, which is less enjoyable. But I really enjoy it. I really enjoy making something and putting it out there. I haven't done that in my life really. Apart from like uni work and stuff. Like I used to make a few YouTube videos when I was a kid, but when I was a kid when I was a teenager but this feels I don't know this feels good I'm really enjoying it and I'm glad I stick with it in 2023 and hopefully I do one of these for in, in the beginning of 2024 um, for all the films I'm watching this year I guess we'll see I've watched a lot of good films so far in 2023 it's been really good really good I'm looking forward to I think 2023 is going to be a good year for film actually um, and I want to watch more films and that was a reason kind of for starting this podcast was watching more films. And like a lot of the ones at the end of this tier list were ones I'd watched for the podcast. And I wouldn't probably wouldn't have watched all those films if it wasn't for the podcast. So I'm looking forward to 2023. That's what I'll say. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Hope you're having a good 2023 so far. I hope the rest of 2023 is, 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 is good for you. I hope it's good for me. I hope it's good for everyone around me. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.